Hey, well, welcome back to Turd Polisher. This is a very special mini episode. I didn't even prepare a fucking intro because I feel like I already introed Owen before. Am I a bad person, Navid? had a proper introduction well not not for this reason anyways okay (laughs) no thank you no Mm -hmm. nah good great um owen welcome back now thank you see you we are still friends our last episode with owen when we did tempted by squeeze we teased at this demo that Navid made, which was a cover of tempted in the style of Rammstein, kind of like du hast mich And then people were, (laughs) multiple people were kind of saying, hey, that was really great. Like, I want to hear that. I want to hear that cover. Not that our cover wasn't good. I think that just people were excited to hear the Duhastami. They were just, the curiosity was piqued. Yeah. And I mean, I was, I, I was happy to oblige. And I think the three of us were. And so we went ahead and did that cover as well. So this is like turd polisher history being made. It's the first time we've ever one, done anything that our fan asked us to do. And, and two, um, done a second. It's like, uh, what is it? Like double jeopardy, you know? And yeah. it, it, you don't, it's like never been done before. And so it was fun. And so let's just kind of get into how we did it, okay. I guess. Right? Yep. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, it started with my demo that I had done. I bought a toothbrush, some toothpaste. A flannel for my face. And for the demo, I was listening to Duhast and like, it's like, okay, the drums are kind of doing this and then go kind of like make some drums like Duhast, very like double kick, like and I hadn't really ever noticed how kind of synth heavy Duhast and Rammstein are. Definitely synth heavy. Yeah, super synth heavy. And I, I've never registered that. I hadn't really listened to that song since junior high when it right. came out, you know? So yeah. I didn't have the ears for it back then. So yeah, added some fun little synth. It's like a little like pulsing synth I thought was very 90s vibes. And did some kind of scratch guitar chugging along with it as well. And then laid down some, what I thought were going to be scratch vocals, but I actually just ended up keeping those demo vocals tempted by the fruit of another tempted but the truth is discovered those are the vocals on the recording they are that's awesome. i redid the kind of sung part what's been going on now that you have gone yeah i mean it's, it's worth saying that like your initial demo was so good oh. you know i mean obviously the public agreed, but I, I, I think it can, 
it could be heard in the in the past episode that I was so excited for yeah. do tempt and <laughs> yes. um, so you know it's great to have a foundation that's just so solid you know and there's a sort of innocence that you you were you were relaxed you know you were just sort of this is like a zero zero risk this is just a fun little silly little demo you're doing and so you're, yeah. you were coming from this very pure artistic place inside your soul so it just kind of <laughs> yeah just kind of came out and um so and that i like that we use that as the foundation and why wouldn't we it was mm-hmm. it was wonderful yeah the beat was there it's like you don't really need to uh mess with that program beat once you made it it was it was it exactly and we weren't like oh this is going to be in the style of Bohemian Rhapsody or something. Cause then it was like, if, if people were like, you should do a second cover, we would have been like, no, right. Yeah. You know, this, this, this is like simple enough because it's Rammstein. There's just basically like one part throughout. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Real repetitive, real, uh, yeah. Just the same progression the entire time. Navi, you, you kind of finished up your demo, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For us. And then, um, Owen and I were able to get into the studio together, you know, at our practice space in mm-hmm. West Oakland that we share together. And so, that was a little fun, special thing, too, that's rare for this podcast where we got to kind of record together in real time. You know, I know we did that a little bit for our original attempted cover uh, in which I did a drum beat in front of you and then you said you didn't like it. <laughs> we don't need, we don't need to get into that. But um, it was it was nice to be able to be like, OK, after band practice or whatever, yeah. or maybe in lieu of we'll we'll record some drums and guitar together. And that was kind of nice to be able to like, how about this? How about that? Or, you know, so um, we recorded. I think, Owen, you did rhythm guitar first. You know, I, I feel like with like a lot of metal recordings, the rhythm tracks are like doubled or tripled just to mm-hmm. make them real thick and, you know, bring that the the crunch. So I was yes. like, your, the crunch was already on there with your guitar. I was like, well, let's just double it. So it's just like fatter. And then we did drums and I just sort of set up like floor tom, kick, snare. Yeah. And then just had some overhead mics and a kick and a snare mic. Maybe it was very, very simple recording setup. And I just, you know, no cymbals. It was very much just like industrial. It was fun. And it was actually kind of like kind of hard. I think I did a couple takes and tried to get it right and yeah, especially playing along to a drum machine right that's playing a very similar thing t- to what you're playing so you got to be really really locked in for, sh- for sure and i think my first pass i was doing too many fills and owen was like mm, i don't think you want to do that and yeah, yeah like no fills. no fills for this kind of thing it's like that whole german motoric thing playing to a drum machine yeah it it doesn't it's uh there's no like natural feel to it even though you're like, oh, yeah, the beats are like right on the tempo. Right. You realize that a, an actual human person has some like sway when they play, even when they're like really solid and locked in. Yeah. You know? For sure. There's was, no kind of, uh, yeah. feel to it playing to a drum machine. Uh, drum machines have no soul. Yeah, they got no soul. Yeah. You're trying to say. That's what the, yeah. the bumper sticker says. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, it was kind of fun to like to play with that because we were like, oh, we definitely want to keep the drum. We want to keep the drum machine drum and the live drummer. So I would, I did a little, you know, took a little liberty, like mm-hmm. dropped out a bit and came back in and, and sort of, so you could play with the contrast between the two and feel them gel and then ungel and stuff like that. So 
that yeah that had a cool feel to it i guess or sound to it and so anyway yeah that happened and then owen busted out a 12 string guitar and did some like wild weird lead guitar lead guitar texture for the choruses mm-hmm. just felt like it needed um again i think that's also like a uh with like dance music or like industrial music like very repetitive but you still have textures come in and out for sure. So it's like chorus. Yeah, it's got to have some kind of like melody thing or some kind of new texture that comes in. So then when it goes back to the verse, drops out and it's just back to the beat and you have those dynamics there. Isolated. Like if you heard what you did isolated, it would surprise the listener that that's what it was for. You know what I'm saying? It was very like almost <laughs> on its own. It almost sounded folk, folky or something. And mm-hmm. then uh, it added a lot of good texture. That was a great thing. And then we busted out bass and you did bass. Yeah, bass is just the rhythm track, just with, you know, just the exact same as the uh, guitar rhythm. And it was a nice crappy bass that we used, I think, that added. It sounded pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's it. I mean, then Navid, you finished up your vocals, like you said, and you Mm -hmm. added, didn't you add some more synth or like choir sound or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think um, Owen had requested like that keyboard choir effect. So added that to the choruses, just, you know, yeah. like we said, like some more texture to it, which is always, always nice. And, you know, Duhast does have the, uh, the choir in the background also. That's a great, I, I think that's a real, always a fun texture in metal music. Always fun. It's, yeah. it's a little cheesy, uh, but also totally awesome. Yeah. And I mean, this cover's cheesy. So, or it's kind of, yeah, it ends up being part of the style. I feel like, again, in exactly. a lot of like industrial influenced or like European metal, totally. The keyboard player doing the uh, choir sound is yes. like kind of so much in the style. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's such a funny band. I think, you know, it's funny to even do this, this sort of redo or redux or whatever reboot yeah. of this cover because. I think initially, while this was just a really good idea to go this direction, yeah, we had done that a lot on this podcast. It, it, we tend to go dark, uh, goth, synth. Mm-hmm. You right. know what I'm saying? Like a lot of our covers have kind of leaned that way, and um, so we leaned the opposite way and made this sort yeah. of like the Simon and Garfunkel esque right cover. And then it was just like <laughs> we couldn't let ourselves not do this too you guys are kind of uh, realizing the truth of the turd polisher the only way you can polish these turd songs is to gothify them yeah <laughs> yeah i would say that our original cover is a lot braver in the way that we didn't kind of do we didn't go down the groove that we have chiseled for ourselves and but then it's uh, like no we just got to do it we still just have to, <laughs> had to anyway yeah but i'm glad we did it's really funny and fun um yeah and then you know of course paul who mixes our songs for us he added a little bit of delay on the vocals and mm-hmm. mix it for us and i think that you know production is such a big part of like this kind of music that filled it, would be it out not, yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's sounding real nice and big and real industrial which is nice yeah and everything's represented really well and um yeah so that's that and you know i maybe thought it'd be a good idea to just kind of say like how do you guys feel about do hostmish that song like Bromstein in general like right. what is your relationship uh, with Bromstein? Oh. i've always felt okay about that song where like when it first came out and like when i hear it now i'll i'll bump it like if it comes on on the radio or something like that yeah yeah i, I was this? let's see this came out in 1997 we were in seventh grade when this came out which feels right yeah yeah. And I really liked it. 
Um, I remember the video was real spooky. This was around the same time as corn really blowing up. And Limbiscuits. And Marilyn Manson was huge. And I remember I would watch uh, TRL uh, on MTV like every day. And it was always like the rock bands versus the boy bands. Right. So, and I mean, I never called in to vote, but I was always team rock band back then. I suppose I was too. Yeah. So like I was pro Rammstein and they did like that whole like family values tour, which was Rammstein, Korn, Limp Bizkit, uh, Orgy, who had like the cover of uh, Blue Monday was a hit back then. And I was as bought in as I could be. I never bought their albums, but I did definitely download these songs off of uh, Napster. Napster. Sharing's only fun when it's not your stuff. And um, I was like, yeah, like this is rock and roll. This is rock and roll. I was in, but I was like, you know, kind of scared of it still, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, uh, were, they were a little, maybe a little scarier than uh, than Corn or Limp Bizkit. Yeah. Maybe just because it was like so German. Or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it was not yeah, oh the songs you hate me like whoa yeah and just good for them for being i don't know somehow that song crossed over like was a huge hit in america yeah. and it's in german you know what i mean like that's kind of wild yeah that i mean it definitely it had more mystique than the others where you didn't really understand what they were saying plus their video was like the reservoir dogs torture scene yeah right? yeah and it was yeah. it was kind of a point of view video as if you were being tortured by these scary german guys in like masks and there was sort of like that Confusion maybe back then with like Slipknot was getting big too. And was- I push my fingers into my thighs. It's the only thing slowly stops the ache. It's like yeah. they have masks and they have masks. And, mm-hmm. sort of- and you know, as you look into it, there are there are other bands who are also doing that weren't quite as famous as Slipknot. We're doing like the mask thing and having like the tribal drums and all that mm-hmm. stuff. You know, I, just like with any like style or movement, there's like the really famous ones, but then more regionally, there's bands doing a similar thing. Well, this is the nature of, you know, major labels where someone does something, takes a chance, and then, okay, we need a copy of that. You know, right. that's why we have Dr. Pepper and Mr. Pip. And I like Mr. Pip better, so I'm glad that happens. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that but, worked out. But arguably, we do not need like, you know, that many colas or whatever. <laughs> we, we didn't really need like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and 98 Degrees, etc. But we got it, so whatever. Right. And every so, um, for me personally, I thought this song was bullshit when it came out. I thought it fucking oh, sucked. Really? And yeah, yeah. And I had a lot of like my friends were like goth kids. I was friends with them because they were like free thinkers, you know. And yeah, they were all all in with you know Marilyn Manson and Corn and all that stuff. And I was like, this stuff all fucking sucks. And um, but I liked Nine Inch Nails. I, and I listened to that, that other stuff too because they were listening to it and I, you know, I tried, but they were fully like makeup, you know, mm-hmm. eyeliner at school and stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm wearing a tie-dye shirt. I'll hang out with you. You know, we're, we're both outcasts to some degree. Um, but I thought musically this was pretty 
pretty stupid. And um, when I hear it now, it's just funny. And when I think about its, you know, its crossover and its its mass appeal and popularity, that in itself <laughs> is funny to me. It doesn't really make a yeah. lot of sense, you know, looking back with in hindsight, using the logic that I think I have, it doesn't actually make a lot of sense, but just because it looked scary and it was German and, you know, it had elements of rock, but it's techno too, you know, like it's really, yeah, it's really kind of stupid. Um, and <laughs> that was an interesting thing where it was like, you know, uh, with Marilyn Manson, like Trent Reznor was producing him. There were some techno elements to this, like with Nine Inch Nails, they're, they're really a techno band, you know, it's goth and industrial, but it's like, right the instrumentation is synthesizers and, you know, some of the drums mm-hmm. are synthesizers and that kind of blending or um, blurring is interesting to me. Whereas one will hear at Rammstein and say, that's a rock band. And it's like, that could just be a DJ. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. so it's interesting too, where you just sort of, you hear the distorted guitars and the scary vibe and you're like, okay, this is, this is the same as a rock band. Like, you know, it's not metal, but it has metal components well, i guess that's sort of what you call industrial music at that point it's like somewhere in between it's electronic but it's got the metal uh element to it yeah totally so it's it's got yeah it's got the electric guitars mainly and they're like obviously the dark themes and like some element of like screaming and stuff like that well it's worth saying in this conversation and but i saw nine inch nails in concert a couple weeks ago the ultimate industrial band that still plays and fuck it was one of the best shows i've ever seen in my life it was so mm-hmm. good. And, you know, and it was like they would switch back and forth for these like really hard rock songs. And then it was just like, you know, it's like 80s synth. It's just like, holy shit. It was just like a rave. And like the right. light show was crazy. And like, and Trent Reznor's doing these like sexy dance moves and singing yeah. all that like yucky, sexy stuff. And you're like, fucking hey, man, this is crazy. Like, yeah. and so I, and I was all about it. So I, I totally like don't, I guess I don't have a um, general aversion to this type of music. I just kind of thought Rammstein was was total bullshit but um right. but i'm glad that we you know we all have varying varying opinions on them i was just curious because you know it seemed like a funny idea to do it rammstein style it's definitely funny i don't think there's any reason to say that we're doing this as a very serious thing this tempted right uh by squeeze in the style of rammstein it's uh, right. it's hilarious uh and very satisfying absolutely and i think we stretched you know we leaned towards goofier when it's our original cover, we leaned away from Goofy. It's actually pretty mm. legitimate sounding. It's 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 funny that it's the it's funny that it's tempted and it's different. But it's actually when you listen to it, I think you're not like ha ha. ha. But when you listen to this Do Hospice version, yeah, it is very ha 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 because it's so maybe because we just so nailed. I mean, the concept was so clear that right the execute the execution. I think was we did a pretty good job. Like so, whether or not it's good or better, it certainly sounds like Rammstein. Yeah. If so, if you've heard Du Hasmich and you listen to this, you would not have any confusion as to what this is trying to yeah. be like. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And that being said. I'll just go ahead and say, it. I think it's great. I, li- I like it. It's really fun and funny. And fucking David's vocals are so funny. Yeah, definitely nailed the vocals. Now. Oh, yeah, when you start you. List- listing like places that you got to go to or whatever, like car park, the airport, the baggage carousel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the original is such a fucking dumb song that I think this makes it, it helps it. It makes it, it's, I definitely like this more than the original. So Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I think one of the reasons that this works is like the lyrics are so dumb in the original that doing it in this style feels like um like a non-native english speaker wrote it right which sure. which helps i hear case. that 
we did um, for Zoot Suit Riot, it was kind of a similar situation. We kind of went Eurodance with that one. Which kind of took a bit of the the cringiness. You guys have a thing. Yeah, it's like when the lyrics are so dumb, just do it in a in a European style, which those lyrics are, they're dumb because right. people who don't speak yeah. English as their main language wrote them. And so like some things get a little lost in translation or like, like a famous one is Hit Me Baby One More Time written by Max Martin. He thought it was like, oh, like hit me up, like hit me up on the phone. So when he wrote the lyrics, it's like, hit me baby one more time. He didn't think of it as any sort of sexual thing. He just thought, he thought of it like, hey, hit me up baby one more time. <laughs> I and, didn't know that. Yeah, and, well, uh, plus it Boys, sounds like violent. I mean, it sounds like right? she's asking yeah. to be hit. So it's not, not yeah. yeah. And then uh, Backstreet Boys, I Want It That Way is a famously nonsensical song. Tell me why. That's because it was written by Swedish songwriters. And there's a whole other version that they recorded that you could find online that has lyrics that were reworked to make more sense. I'm yours completely. I feel so deeply. You're my first thought every day. And I want it that way. But the song just did it wasn't as good with those lyrics so they kept the original nonsensical lyrics oh interesting yeah yeah i mean i've never analyzed the lyrics of those songs i know i'm thinking about them now it's just like when you really break it down those lyrics like what way like what are you wanting (laughs) it's just uh it's generic enough that it can kind of mean it just sounds like it means something like romantic or like i need you exactly yeah yeah it's but again it's perfect for like 13 year olds exactly yeah one could say it's dumb or one can say it's genius but i think there's an there's an innocence to someone writing in a language that's not their first spoken language for sure you know what i mean yeah. that's it Which it, has, is like, it sounds in it yeah it has that innocence to it yeah sure. and it's not it's not like it's dumb it's not like fuck you for trying it's like oh that's cute you know what i mean or that's <laughs> sweet and i appreciate it and it's like i'll Absolutely. overlook yeah. the things that don't make sense about this because i get what you're trying to say generally and yeah that's maybe just a beautiful a beautiful thing about communication and and language maybe through music is that like mm-hmm. we get it i want it that way is a is a love song even if it makes zero sense and you know back to you i mean we know we know that du hast mich means you hate me. Yeah. That's from some pedestrian quote unquote research we did as children. Someone just told us that. Right. We don't know what the hell they're saying in the rest of the song. We don't speak yeah. German. Who knows what they're saying in the rest of that song? And that part, <laughs> actually, let me find out. But somebody knows. But <laughs> someone knows. Yeah. Well, we, we don't know. know. We don't. Know. You know. <laughs> and it makes sense. We don't know. Mo- again, because we're the average person who knows about the song du hast. Yes. Uh, yeah. Exactly. No one we goes speak- beyond du hast. We we speak English as our first language and we do not speak German. Although I can say "Ich bin ein Schlagzeuger," which means I'm a drummer. Hey. I can and I can say "Du hast mich" because I know this song. So <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, for me, the dumbness just comes from the music. <laughs> yeah, right on. Yeah, more so than the lyrics or the sentiment. Yeah, it's kind of like I guess it ends up being a somewhat generic uh, rock riff, or like to like a person who like is pays attention to music a lot. It's just like. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like probably took two seconds to write that guitar riff. 100%. Yeah. Um, But it was like, oh, but it feels good. I can't think of another way to tweak it to make it better. Let's just leave it how it is. And then they just 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's also like the antithesis of a love song. You know, instead of saying, I love you, he's saying, you hate me. He really just... Ooh. He really yeah. flipped it. Yeah, they're probably just trying to do the opposite of uh, yeah, yes. for sure. You know, lots of pop music, so that's fun. Pretty cool. Okay, I love it. I love Duhastmish. And that's you're really converted. On. I watched Rammstein's newest hit video, and it's like an ode to big boobs. Is is their deal? I mean, they're <laughs> it's 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 very tasteless and cringy. And wow. I was like, I don't think I should be watching this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think their whole thing is just like grimy. Not like the musical style grimy, but just like, you know, like literally like covered in dirt and grime and like we work in like a German factory industrial right. sex party mm-hmm. is like right. their whole vibe. <laughs> like the the front man like has a holster for the microphone like right by his crotch and it's like feels like if like in like the keyboard is like walking on a treadmill the whole time in their live performances. It feels like if I were to make a joke industrial band. Right. Like they, they they click all those boxes. Yeah. They have like the other guitarists have like for when they went to backup vocals, they have their uh, microphones almost on like a little kickstand that like they step on it and the microphone shoots up and they can like uh, do their vocals funny. and then they kick it back down and like step forward and like play all their the guitar good, riffs and all the good showmanship. It's so it's That's, all showmanship uh, and yes, tons of pyrotechnics and it's great. I know this this spiraled away from the cover and, and the original oh, yes. song a lot, but I'm I'm interested to know if if Rammstein, like the members of Rammstein, are taking what they're doing seriously or they think it's funny too. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, for sure, for sure. Well, I'm really curious to know about that. Uh, they definitely they have to take it seriously, or it's sort of like you know, like a uh, comedian takes their job seriously, but it's like, but it's fun. You know what I mean? Like their job mm-hmm. is to be funny, but like as if, if you may have that as a career, you take it seriously. You know what I mean? Or like Weird yeah. Al Yankovic or something obviously works really hard to be hilarious. Yeah, but I wonder if they're like, you know, like, okay, I go to Germany to like Berlin to see Rammstein. I can't imagine that the majority of the crowd is going, I'm going to go see Rammstein because it's going to be funny. Like, they're probably right. fucking stoked, right? Like, right. you're going to pay that much, that many euros to see a show. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, sorry, that got me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna spend that many francs on a fucking R- Rammstein you know, show, yeah, yeah, you're gonna fucking shell that that much money out. You're gonna, I would assume, you're not going to like poke fun at it. You're going to just fucking see the pyrotechnics and whatever, and it's right. gonna yeah. be it's gonna... to rage a little bit. Oh, rage a lot, yeah. Okay, well, so uh, how are you feeling about the cover, Owen? Do you, are you happy with the the do host to do tempt cover? Yeah, it sounds pretty good. I think uh, just listening to it um, a couple times sounds pretty heavy. I was I mainly just want to make sure it still had the heaviness. Uh, yeah, it sounds like definitely that style. It sounds like Rammstein. Navid, happy? Yeah, I'm very happy. I laugh every time I hear it, which is yeah. Think. I definitely laughed like mainly when the vocals come in. I'm like, I just couldn't help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, same. But I also, I think it's good too. Like, it kind of rips. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I am um, okay compared to Tempted by Squeeze. Do we like yeah. it more? I like I like it more. <laughs> tempted by squeeze. Yeah, I suppose I do. Yeah. What about you, Navid? Yeah. Okay. And then comparing our two covers now, which one do you like better? Are we liking our our Simon and Garfunkel ish one, or are we liking our Do Host one more? Well, the Do Host one's more uh, fun. Which I don't know if that trumps like the sort of like serious ish version, or you know what I mean? Not serious, but. Um... It's not as like tongue in cheek as the Duhas. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
more of a thought exercise, really. There's no need to compare them. It's it's apples and oranges, I guess. But right, um, right, yeah. But one is just funny, and one. I mean, I would say that the other one is good. Like the other one is a, it's good. Right. Maybe that's it. Like I would sneak the other one onto a playlist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like it's like oh we need like some like cool like chilled out music for a playlist like some soft acoustic music you know right. It's like I put that on yeah. one of those see if anybody noticed. <laughs> and but this one I don't really listen to this kind of music so i would wouldn't know what to do with it outside of this uh application which is like hey look at this funny cover we did totally totally yeah, yeah it's it's just funny um <laughs> which one is more fun closer. to make yeah <laughs> yeah this one's more fun i would say this one's in a, I, think this one, I mean i didn't do anything on the other one but uh not that that didn't make it any less fun but like yeah, this one was you know basically a joke both have value on different ends of the spectrum, I guess. Yeah. And, right. You know, I would say that I was able to pour myself and my presence into both of them just as much mm-hmm. when I was, you know, participating in them and just use different parts of my brain and different musical muscles. And so, yeah, I mean, both super valuable and super fun. I, I um, you know, the, the folky one is, is closer to music. I, I listen to Same. more. Yeah. Even though I don't listen to tons of folky music, but you know, I wouldn't wouldn't be a turd polisher if I didn't mention that I listen to Elliot Smith. So we need a hey. little jingle for for when I I stop yeah. that jingle. <laughs> we need that. <laughs> Gabe likes Elliot Smith. Uh, but I listen to Elliot Smith a lot, so I guess that counts. Okay. Well, I think it's great and I like it and I like you guys and thanks for doing this little mini thing and thanks Owen for more of your time and hey, energy. for sure. We, we appreciate you. Uh, everybody check out Owen's band. <music> Got a new new EP coming out soon. So Oh sweet. New EP coming out. Okay, without further ado, enjoy our cover of Tempted. Do tempt. Yeah. 
Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. Turd Polisher is hosted by me, Gabe Katz, and Navid Manucheri. It is produced and edited by Navid Manucheri. Our cover was mixed and mastered by Paul Hale at Greenhouse Recording in Petaluma, California. You can follow us on Twitter at, at @polisherturd or on Instagram at, at @turdpolisher underscore podcast. You can also check out our covers on our Bandcamp, turdpolisher.bandcamp.com.